Well, hey there, my name is Eric Gray, and I'm the Young Adult and Family Minister here at the Regency Church of Christ. I just want to take a minute and say thank you for checking out this message. If you're ever in the Mobile area, we'd love for you to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. And to find out more information about Regency or to listen to other messages from this series, we'd love for you to check out our website at regencycc.org. And we're praying that this message will help you grow closer to Jesus. Well, good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ. If you are at home, uh, it's want to say that we miss you and we can't wait till we all can get back together here as soon as possible. But certainly we're all still together. We may be absent in body, but we're together here in spirit. And we thank you for being with us here this morning. There was a man who had a near-death experience, and he sat down a few days later, and he took out a sheet of paper, and he wrote down on that page some 20 times, I have learned, and then for the next few days, he wrote down some of the things he had learned in his life. And then he started asking some other people. He first went to some children. One seven-year-old said, I have learned that you can hide a piece of broccoli in a glass of milk. Another boy said, I have learned that if you spread your peas on your plate, it looks like you ate more. One little boy said, I have learned that the tooth fairy does not always come. Sometimes he's broke. One little fellow said, I have learned that my teddy bear is my best friend. He never tells my secrets. And then he asked some adults what they had learned. One elderly person said, I have learned that even when I have aches and pains, I don't have to be a pain. One fellow said, it's only expensive ties that attract the spaghetti sauce. And one man said, I have learned that whenever I take a fishing trip, the man who works in the bait shop always says, you should have been here yesterday. We've been going through some challenging times these last several months. I did a little survey of my own and asked several members of the Regency family from those in their 90s down to some of our teens, I asked them, what have you learned during this COVID-19 crisis? Here are some of their responses. Things happening in our world are not that important compared to relying on God more. God's got it. I've learned that I have a lot more food in my house than I thought I had. I've learned how important it is to reach out to people who may not be able to reach out to you. Every hand we don't shake must become a phone call we make. Every inch and foot of distance we put between ourselves and another must become a, a thought about how we could help that other should the need arise. Several told me they had learned to be more patient. I have learned the importance of connecting and staying positive. I have learned that I'm safer at home. I have learned to do deeper thinking and reflecting. I have learned that, that we have taken some things for granted and should be more concerned about the direction of our country. I've learned how important it is to have faith and trust in God. And be sure you check out your sources and don't accept everything you hear and read as the truth. I have learned that life can change in a moment, and I must strive for contentment. I have learned that God is in control. He is in charge. I can trust the next chapter because I know the author. I have learned the challenge of not depending just on myself, but on God. 
The middle verse of the Bible, according to some, is Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. I have learned that you can do the best you can with what you have. I have learned that contentment at this time means that I must depend on others. I have learned that it is difficult to accept that you cannot do what you normally do. One 94-year-old told me it is not easy staying home by yourself. I have learned the disciplines of adjusting and adapting. I have learned to waste time more effectively. I have learned the importance of community. I have learned how important it is to keep up with your phone and the priority of communication. I got a laugh out of the woman who said that the one thing she learned during this time is that Bigfoot's name is Daryl. Well, let me share a few things I believe we all have learned. Paul learned something he shared with us in Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 11. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So number one, I have learned that the journey to heaven is not always a smooth one. No one makes this journey to heaven without adversity, sorrow, heartaches, challenges, disappointments. Jesus said in John 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. There can be advancements even in times of adversity. God may bring us into some deep waters, not to drown us, but to cleanse us and to help us see how dependent we are on Him. Number two, I have learned that no matter what, we must stay connected to God. No matter what happens, we must not lose our contact with God. Thomas A. Kempis put it this way in his imitation of Christ. Without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. I am the way which you ought to follow, the truth which you ought to believe, the life which you ought to hope for. Psalm 46 begins, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Stay connected to God. And as much as possible, stay connected with our brothers and sisters in Christ. 
This is what ultimately matters. A preacher acquaintance of mine in another state told of preaching one of his most difficult funerals of his life. His brother's 15-year-old son went to lift weights with his football team. He went home. He laid down in front of the TV, closed his eyes, and died. No warning. He apparently had some congenital heart problems. Every seat was taken, standing room only. His baseball and football teams were sitting together. The preacher's brother, the father, got up and shared some words. He spoke about his son's faith in Jesus Christ. He told of the day that he baptized him into Christ. And he asked, how many of you here today are teenagers? Hands went up all over the auditorium, about one-third of the people present. He said, what really matters more than anything is not how you bat in the baseball game or how many touchdowns you score, but do you love Jesus Christ? And are you maintaining a daily relationship with Him? That is what is most important. Staying connected to God. Number three, I have learned that love is the key to open the hearts of people. Jesus said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. That is the final apologetic, our love for one another. This is how people will know that we are truly disciples of His. Number four, I have learned to number my days. Psalm 90, verse 12, So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. And James chapter 4 reminds us of something that's very important as well. Come now, you say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Live it one day at a time. Remember that as our days, so shall our strength be. Number five, I've learned that we can always start again. We have a loving, forgiving God. We've all messed up. But the good news is that we can come back to God. Ask David. Ask Peter. Ask the prodigal son. Ask anyone sitting here today. We can come back if we believe three things. If we believe in the purpose of God, He has a purpose for us. If we believe in the patience of God, 2 Peter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And if we believe in the power of God, God's power can change our lives. The purpose of God, the patience of God, and the power of God. And then number six, I have learned that we cannot live in the past. Philippians chapter 3, Paul says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God 
in Christ Jesus. Allow the past to become a signpost and not a hitching post. Remember Paul's simple words in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. God bless all of you.